I've got a feeling that you're going to do the intros like Winston Churchill or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a pretty good idea, actually. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. There we go. I'll start up with some, like, umpa pumpa music. Hello, and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where geographically diverse friends have a few drinks and work together to solve a homemade escape room. Yeah, I'm Mike. I'm drinking a Kumala Fairtrade Pinotar Shiraz from the co-op, which is not as good as a McGuigan's Black Label, but perfectly acceptable. And joining me today, we have... I'm Alad, and I'm drinking milk. Oh. Good old milk. What? Huh. And I'm Ben Levy-Griffiths, and I'm drinking a Lef, a Lefe? Well, I don't know how you pronounce it, um, but it's, it's, the, it's the Brun one. Oh, I think it's a uh, Lefe, isn't it? Because of the um, the little umlauty accent thing. It, it, no, it doesn't have an umlauty accent thingy. Oh, I thought it did. Oh dear, how embarrassing. No. And indeed, yes. But it's very nice. Well, let's, like sc- let's scratch that entire intro. Start again <laughs> where we all sounded much better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically me, where I didn't embarrass myself by an accent. So, how does it work? Each week we'll be locked into a charmingly themed escape room of the ears, within which we've each secretly crafted a puzzle. We'll present those puzzles in turn, while the others try and solve them. And if we don't escape within an hour, then dire things shall befall us. If Allard breaks anything, we'll lose our deposit. Are we ready, gentlemen? Yes. Then let's enter the Infinite Escape Room! This week, we find ourselves in the capital of one of the Infinite Escape Room's many unitary parliamentary democracy and constitutional monarchies, when all of a sudden, we find ourselves succumbing to both fake news and Project Fear simultaneously, and getting frightfully cross about something called the Infinite Escape Rexit. We discard our customary briefcases and umbrellas for burning pitchforks and sharp torches, and march towards the home of the occasionally elected leader at the coincidentally identical but legally distinct Number 10 Downing Street. The door is unguarded thanks to budget cuts, and so we step inside. Before us, we see the literal Hall of Power in this great British area of the Infinite Escape Room. It smells austere, in that it smells of austerity. Also, it has a naff carpet like a travelodge reception. (laughs) Before us, we have the Prime Minister's private parlour and two other areas, which Alad and Ben will furnish me with now. (laughs) The uh, cabinet room. (laughs) So what was that? The... The cabinet room. The cabinet room. And the room of broken promises. And the room of broken promises. The door may be open and unguarded, but the big gate down the end of the road is locked with three whimsical padlocks and two unwhimsical padlocks. Let's escape. Okay, gentlemen, what do we fancy first? Private I mean, parlour sounds quite good. Yes. And that's my puzzle. You approach the PM's private parlour, apparent to you as such because as you step through the door, you see a large brass plaque over the back wall with PM's private parlour written on it, perhaps in case they forget. Behind you, the door slams shut. The slamming door shakes the room and the brass plaque falls to the ground, revealing beneath it an older, more tarnished and sinister brass plaque. It reads... The League of Evil, secret headquarters. The room contains comfy chairs, an ivory coffee table, and smells of leadership, old cigars, and brandy. The back wall has three paintings on it. What would you like to do? Could we have a look at the table, please? Certainly. The table is made from um, ivory, from an indeterminate, uh, yet probably endangered animal. Um, And it's otherwise unremarkable, except for a small book upon it, entitled PM's Poetry by Artsy 
Pokemon-C. Can we have a look at the three paintings? You certainly can. You go over to the paintings, trotting across the room in a lovely plush shag carpet, from which probably some plush shags have been had over the years, and you see that the paintings are arrayed across the same section of the wall as the plaque, with what appears to be a rather poorly concealed outline of a hidden door around them. Um, Even the hinges are visible. It's really not fooling anybody. (laughs) The first painting shows Theresa May, in which the former Prime Minister is dancing through a field of wheat while scraping the mould of a pot of jam. The second painting shows David Cameron. Uh, This shows the former Prime Minister riding Nick Clegg like a horse. Nick Nick Clegg appears to be in great distress. And the third painting shows Boris Johnson, our current glorious leader. Uh, The paint on this one appears to be still slightly wet to the touch. Uh, It portrays the current PM, at time of recording, I hasten to add, hanging from his pants by a zip line with a union flag in either hand. And (laughs) (laughs) Um, so the the door, is it that um, all three paintings are on one door or there's a door behind each painting? Uh, There is a large uh, door behind all of the paintings. It is a single large hidden door, which is not so hidden, hidden, unfortunately. Are Uh, we able to open it? Um, you sort of, you know, you run your fingers along, but it appears to be quite tightly sealed. Are we able to remove the picture of Boris Johnson, please? No. <laughs> what about the picture of David Cameron? No. All three pictures are very, very firmly fastened to the wall. As your, you know, your fingers touch the frames, you try and pull, but they feel. Um, it's almost like somebody glued them there, or perhaps they're part of the uh, the entire arrangement. Okay. I see. Um, does messing up count as bi- as breaking? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it doesn't. Uh, could we uh, like just smear around Boris Johnson's one to kind of give his face like a a warped and even more kind of disturbed look? Okay, can you please describe to me how you would like to um, to, to daub his portrait? Well, I was thinking sort of with with a with a heavy thumb on a, each side of the nose, just sort of smearing out and then round and back in again. Sure thing, you do so, uh, spreading his nose quite flat. Uh, as you touch the painting, his eyes glow red for a, for a brief second, and you hear a nah nah. Ah, oh, ah. Could we, <laughs> rather than seeing as the paint is wet, can we just write paint with our finger? Or no, definitely finger, index finger. Can we paint the word key into his face? You can. I mean, it's it's not like they've put the painting up there completely sopping wet. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's more kind of like gummy and tacky, like a like an oil that's not right. had enough turpentine put on it. But but sure, you you kind of you know you you use your thumb and fingernail and scratch the word key into his forehead. So he now has a, a spread out nose and uh, and key in his forehead. As as you do so, you hear and his eyes glow red again briefly. I wonder, Alid, if we perhaps need to have a look at this book on the table. Poetry, yes. Mm. You read my mind. Much as you're about to read this book. (laughs) Ha ha. Nice segue. Thank you. Uh, So you open the book entitled PM's Poetry by Artsy Pokemon C. It's a very short book. In fact, there's only three poems in it. The first poem reads, A cottage thatched with golden straw will lead the way as we withdraw. The second poem reads, This is something with a lid, but it's not a coffee mug. It's something with a socket, but it doesn't have a plug. I fucked it all, I'll get my coat. Why did I put that to a vote? And the third poem reads, Spreading like the smoothest silk, a clone of she who stole the milk. (laughs) Okay, Ben, do you reckon the straw one obviously must be in relation to Boris? If we were to 
extend his hair in the painting. Do you reckon that might be something we can do? For some reason, I had attributed that to Theresa May. I don't know why now. Oh, okay. So I attributed the last one to Theresa May, the second one to... Cameron. The second one to David Cameron and the first to Boris. Okay, yes, I prefer your ordering than mine. (laughs) Hmm... Could we have the first poem again, please? Sure thing. A cottage thatched with golden straw will lead the way as we withdraw. The picture of Boris, it's just him and there's any other objects in the background? Uh, it's just him um, fall, you know, down the iconic image of Boris, actually, um, stuck halfway down the zipline with quite the wedgie and then two union flags, one in either hand, looking like a complete twat. And more so now even because his nose is spread all over the place and he's got key carved into his forehead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and the pictures of Theresa May and David Cameron, they are... Uh, are they are they famous pictures or are they sort of just... Uh, yes, um, the one of um, David riding Nick Clegg like a horse is actually in the V&A. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm just going to look at Theresa May dancing through a straw field, scraping mold off jam. I think was um, nominated for this year's Turner Prize. Oh, that makes so much sense. I may have to reveal Ben that this, these ones may have come out of my imagination hole. <laughs> you found me. They were so plausible. That's. Uh, <laughs> no, I've got no idea. I the. <laughs> Could we have a look at the chairs, please? Sure thing. They look luxurious and comfy. Many a expensive taxpayer-funded bottom has sat in them over the years. Okay. okay. Does there appear to be any way for us to interact with the paintings? I believe you have been doing so. Okay. Could we get the second poem one more time, please, Mike? This is something with a lid, but it's not a coffee mug. It's something with a socket, but it doesn't have a plug. I've fucked it all. I'll get my coat. Why did I put that to a vote? Could we go back over to the Boris painting, please, and just sort of smush around his hair? Certainly. As you touch the hair, you hear a ding, and Boris's eyes start glowing red consistently and stay on. Excellent. Okay, so milk. Um, So the uh, Margaret Thatcher was famed, was she not, for taking milk away from schoolchildren? Milk Snatcher Thatcher, as they called her. Indeed. Um, and uh, Theresa May was sort of dubbed the, uh, the the cloned Iron Woman or whatever. Yeah, um, Poundland Thatcher, I think was what they called her. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I think Poundland's offended. <laughs> more um, more 0.2 than 2.0. <laughs> hey oh, Wow. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Them IT industry burns, yo. This took a turn quite quite quickly. Goodness. (laughs) Savage lavery. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm just wondering how there was no, there was no silk and there was no um, milk in Thatcher's, uh, Theresa May's painting, was there not? No, no. Um, The picture of Theresa May shows the former prime minister dancing through a field of wheat while scraping the mould of a pot of jam. I mean, mouldy milk is basically cheese. Yes. Yes, Ben. That's, that's, that's the only link that I can make. <laughs> right, let's, let's come back to that. Uh, <laughs> the David Cameron riding Nick Clegg like a horse. Is there anything about either Nick Clegg's or David Cameron's eyes that stand out? Nothing that stands out visibly. If I was to poke Nick Clegg in the eye, would anything happen? <laughs> I wondered where that was going then. (laughs) Poking Nick Clegg in the eye, you hear a ding, and David Cameron's eyes start glowing red and stay on consistently. Fantastic. 
So that one, I, I'm, I'm not quite getting the understanding of that one. So with that one, the poem mentions socket without a plug. The only right. socket that comes to mind without a plug is an eye socket. Yes. And let's be honest, everyone wants to poke him in the eye. I'd much rather poke David Cameron in the eye, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but he's higher up and I'm short and I can't reach. <laughs> okay. Uh, which just leaves Theresa May. Uh, Theresa May isn't wearing like a silk scarf or something like that, as I believe she might have often once done. Oh God, there's an image. I had a, a like a Penelope pit stop. <laughs> picture in my head for a second there but with Theresa May's face it was so horrible um goodness no okay can I get that poem one more time Mike spreading like the smoothest silk a clone of she who stole the milk do you think we have to spread the jam I think you're right can we try doing that certainly as your finger touches the jam Theresa's eyes start glowing red and you hear a ding and an ominous grinding of gears. With all three Prime Minister's eyes aglow, the doorway to the League of Evil's hideout swings open. You're disappointed to find that it's actually the understairs cupboard, and has been used to store coats and shoes. It looks like there's no point to hiding it, because they're just transparently evil. On a little hook, on the back of the door, hangs Satan's spare key for letting himself in and out, carved from Lord North's shinbone. Uh, Lord North, of course, being the prat who lost America between 1770 and 1782. It's the most evil key in the building. Congratulations, you have found the keyvil. <laughs> and you've solved <laughs> my puzzle. Sorry, I got distracted. Your your puzzle is very is concerned me rather a lot. Wait, what? What have I done? You will see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gentlemen, with the keyvil clutched in your hand, you use it to unlock the PM's private parlour slash pathway to the League of Evil's secret headquarters and step back out into the lobby of number 10 Downing Street. Before you... You have the cabinet room, not to be confused with the cabinet office, and the room of broken promises. Uh, they're the same thing. <laughs> oh. oh no, no, no! Sorry, no. Like the cabinet office. Whoa! So, somebody turned down that <laughs> Gale Force satire outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I quite fancy the room of broken promises. That sounds good to me. And that's my puzzle. Uh, upon approaching the door, initially you get an odd feeling, as though if you look away from the room and back to the room, you're not sure if it's still there. As you open the door, you note that, as with everything else in number 10, it could really do with a good lick of paint. Entering the room, you're greeted by the smell of fresh paint. Someone's very recently painted the entire room in fresh white paint. Sadly, they were in such a rush that it looks very badly done, and they've just slapped paint onto already peeling wallpaper. In front of you is a small desk and an office chair. That is all that's in the room. What would you like to look at? I would like to know what shade of white it is, Alad. Pure brilliant white. There it is. I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll it give you the brand as well if you like. A crown or deluxe? Johnston's. Fancy. Actually, is Johnston's the fancy stuff? I don't know. Not so much. Oh, bugger. Little zone. Hmm. Have you have you seen, by the way, they've started calling the middle aisle of little, middle, but spelt M-I-D-L. That is actual genius. Benjo, what do you reckon? Well, I suppose we better have a look at that chair. Sure. So it's a grey office chair. It hasn't got arms. It's one of those cheap, nasty ones you find. And there's nothing particularly remarkable about it. Does it uh, at the least swivel left to right and go up and down? It swivels round and round and round and round. And it does go up and down. Fantastic. I think that's that's Ben out of the equation. Then you're preoccupied now, aren't you? <laughs> okay, I, I, I will give Ben a hearty spin. Whee! Bye, Ben. <laughs> Ben, did you actually spin around in your chair just then? Because that sounded realistic in my head. I did um, go left to right a little. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That audio trickery, eh? I suppose we better have a look at this um, this desk. Sure. So on the desk, 
there is a handwritten note, a ballot box, a pen, and a stack of blank paper. Can we take a look at the note, please? The note reads, You won't find any broken promises with this government. Everything can be glossed over. It only takes one word. Bojo. (laughs) Just out of interest, the paint in this room, is it gloss? Possibly. What is gloss paint? Shiny. You can't quite see from the desk. Could we wander around and have a look at the walls? Certainly. Upon inspecting the walls, you do find that it is actually gloss paint being used on the walls, heathens. That's got a smell like absolute murder. It does. (laughs) Do you think, Mike, that if we were to try and peel some of the already peeled off uh, wallpaper that that would be against the rules. Um, I would say that this falls within fair use, and I'm happy to go halves with you on the deposit. I think you'd find that seeing as the entire building is in disrepair anyway, you can't really make it any worse. <laughs> it is true, actually. Isn't Westminster, like, they're going to have to close it down because um, it's just a rat-infested um, fire hazard waiting to go up in smoke. Apparently, number 10 is the same. Um, really? But obviously, for it to need to be re furbished it would require the prime minister at the time to move out of number 10 for a period of time and no prime minister wants to be the prime minister that isn't in number 10 so none so, of them have done it well you say that but did you know that um living in number 10 wasn't the norm until around about the turn of last century really mm. although um like the first prime minister um that wasn't called the prime minister i can't remember what his title was um although the first prime minister lived there um and he was like prime minister for like 20 years. Um, after that, people tended to to find other offices or, or stay at their own homes. And there have been notable other prime ministers um, that didn't stay there, one of which was Winston Churchill during the war, because obviously it was such a target. Hmm. This, is this during the war? Because he was prime minister after the war, wasn't he? Yeah, so I don't know if he moved in afterwards. There's also been a couple that have, for various reasons, uh, not moved in. One was because his wife didn't like number 10. <laughs> <laughs> And in those cases of, of, of recent history, um, they've tended to conduct business in number 10, but then actually lived elsewhere. But uh, there was also, so I think the last time uh, number 10 was renovated was the 50s or 60s. Oh man, their carpet must be wretched. I mean, when I say renovated, I mean like some some actual big work was done, I think, not just like a lick of paint and some new carpets. I don't know, this is the problem, like our, my definition of renovated would be like, if you got a new bog in, that would be, wow, renovated, good for you. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a very good chance they're still using, like, you know, 1950s armoured shanks. Maybe Bojo has to go out in the garden and shit in an outside toilet. Maybe that's what's happening. Don't they, don't, doesn't each uh, Prime Minister basically get their own, like, they redo the flat they, that they live in? Quite in the I've got a feeling that, like, there were some pictures, like, the week that uh, Boris Johnson became Prime Minister that showed, like, some of his new kitchen or something. I could be wrong. To Google. Ha! Oh, this is interesting. So Boris Johnson's moved into the four-bed flat at number 11. Um, and Sajid Javid has moved into the smaller flat above number 10. Really? Which one's he now? Oh, hang on. Oh, mm. Ooh, it's from the sun. Oh, this... Ooh. Isn't, Ooh, possibly is, not accurate. Is Sajid Javid the Chancellor of the Exchequer? Yeah. He's the one that sets the budget. Doesn't he get number 11 normally? Yeah, I think so. Maybe they did a swapsie. <laughs> is that okay? Are you allowed to do a swapsie? I suppose you're Prime Minister, everything's allowed. Apart from that, that is not allowed. So anyway, this wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, so this yeah, let's uh, let's have a have a peel have a have a good scrape at the paint and a peel at the wallpaper. I mean, seeing as it's all like tacky and horrible. Certainly. So if you very carefully pull at the wallpaper on the wall in front of you, you find that the entire wall is done from one sheet of wallpaper and falls away <laughs> under the weight of the paint. Underneath, you can see that there are three framed paintings on the wall. <laughs> 
Alan, do you know you said you came up with this puzzle like two minutes before recording? Did you actually come up with the puzzle 25 minutes into recording? Don't. The minute we started your puzzle, I was like, oh dear, this is sounding awfully nostalgic. (laughs) Anyway, prepare for nostalgia. Oh God, what's he riding? Who's he riding? (laughs) The first painting is a painting Ah. of a Newcastle United football match being refereed by David Cameron. Ah! Ah, ah, ah. The second painting is of a bendy bus with beginning of the printed on the side, the last word stuck on the bend and you can't read it. And the third is a painting of Theresa May lifting those arm weight things you get in the gym. Don't know what they're called. Presumably this one's photoshopped and then painted. (laughs) 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 Ben, mate, do you want to come clean now? How many paintings are in your puzzle? I mean, technically two, but they don't actually feature. <laughs> that's only do I need to, do I need to for... re-record the intro? Of, Hello and welcome to the V&A. <laughs> There's only paintings of mine to be actually uh, historically accurate. Oh, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Are you saying the mine and Alan's aren't historically accurate? Not at all. Oh, I'll challenge all. that. Fuck you, man. However, however, you have told me when I when I questioned if they were, because I forgot that they weren't. Oh, what? D- fuck your memory as well. Damn you. <laughs> Damn you, Lavery. Drink my Shiraz. A little cry. Oh, that's gone down very quickly. Okay, so, Benjo. Yes. I mean, beginning of the blank. I mean, beginning of the end. As the saying goes. So, potentially, there's a blank word there, beginning of the end, or it could be bend. I'm just trying to work out what the bits of this are. I know there's a couple of other things. We've not looked at the ballot box yet in the room. Um, Alan, can we go take a look at that, please? Sure. So, it's a bog-standard black ballot box. It's severely stuck to the desk. It's not coming off. There's nothing marked on it whatsoever, just a slot in the top. Okay. Did you say there was, like, paper and pencils in the desk as well? There's a pen and a stack of blank paper. Hmm. I'm just wondering, Ben, if there's potentially like three things we need to like things we need to pull from these paintings and then write on the bit of paper and put in the ballot box. Think I think that's the way forward, but I'm not quite sure what to write based on these. So I think that perhaps um, end for the bus one might uh, perhaps go nicely. David Cameron refereeing a Newcastle United football game. So Kickety Foot and David Cameron, um, Theresa May and arm weights uh, are yeah, they I don't know what dumbbells the, that's probably what they are Ben they're like the little handly bits with like two weights on the end ah yeah that's them yeah okay hmm. so it could potentially be something like um, I wonder if there's like some sort of if we're going to build a word out of these components but possibly like Cameref Boris and Teresa Swole no that's not a word good luck spelling that yeah so I think I, if we're going words I quite like the word weight for Theresa May and end for Boris Johnson. Especially like that word for Boris Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) I'm honest. It's the football one that is uh, puzzling me most. Hmm. Ref, kickety foot, sportedy ball. Very, very long shot here. Especially seeing as Ali didn't seem to to know the word dumbbells or couldn't couldn't recall the word dumbbells. But if you take um, referee and just go referee, and then you have end from the bendy bus, you get referend. And then you take the um from dumbbells, you kind of get referendum. <laughs> but that's... Oh, oh, Ben. Oh, Ben, oh, Ben, oh, Ben. That is such a divine leap. And I love it. <laughs> I also love it because it's what we fucking need. But let's get into that on in another podcast. So do you reckon we write referendum down on a blank piece of paper and pop it in the ballot box? I reckon we write it about 15 times. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, how, how big is this stack of paper, Allard? <laughs> as big as you want it to be. Yes, could we please um, jot referendum down on one and pop it in the ballot box, please? You can. So you write referendum <laughs> on, a, on one piece of paper and you put it in the ballot box. Upon doing so, you hear... Zingers! What? <laughs> one more time, you hear... Zingers! And a key is thrown under the door before you then hear footsteps running away quickly. You've gained the reluctant key. <laughs> hey! <laughs> oh, well done, Hannah. That was a good one. Oh, my mercy me. Oh, also, Ben, you actual fucking genius. That was a cognitive leap of... Like literal Olympic. That was a, that was a hop, skip, and jump of cognitive leaps. That was incredible. That is now me done for the rest of the week. I am useless <laughs> at work. <laughs> and then I found a Boris Johnson soundboard app, and I was like, I must use this. What was he saying? Zingers. The zingers. Brilliant. So I've got zinger. I've also got whiff waff. <laughs> whiff waff. Yes. And then I've got bombastic. Yeah. <laughs> and happy birthday, by the way. With the reluctant key in hand, you reluctantly return to the lobby. Okay, so remaining to us, we have the cabinet room office. And that is my puzzle. So, you walk into the cabinet office. You see the long table stretching out before you with with, uh, chairs uh, dotted around it. Quite a numerous amount of chairs. One of the chairs is sticking out slightly. This is the Prime Minister's chair. Behind said chair, there is a fireplace with a picture above it. (laughs) The uh, picture is of Sir Robert Walpole, who is uh, the de facto first Prime Minister. Opposite the fireplace, there is a cabinet. And above the cabinet is another photo, another picture, which is the Palace of Whitehall. There you go. They're the two paintings in uh, in my puzzle. What's the Palace of Whitehall riding in yours, or lifting? <laughs> um, just the ground, just... Okay. <laughs> riding, solitary, so, uh, no, what's the, what's the word for standing still? Stationary. Stationary, that's what I was after. <laughs> standing stationarily on the, on the ground. What would you like to look at? I was waiting for you to slip in a train fact there, Then You're like, stationary, <laughs> you know what else goes to stations? Trains. <laughs> um... And on that train, I thought, oh, da, ah, all the segues tonight. Oh, God. <laughs> Should we just cancel the podcast now? Just, <laughs> we've clearly peaked. <laughs> uh, I love you guys. Um, can I take a look at um, the painting of Sir Robert Walsley? Um, it's a picture of an old guy from a long time ago. Can we take a look at the cabinets, please, Ben? Because I get the feeling that the cabinet in the cabinet room might be significant. Of course you can. Um, upon the cabinet, there is a piece of paper, and the cabinet doesn't appear to look locked. Could we read the bit of paper? Uh, you can do. Upon the piece of paper is a grid of five by five squares. Each square has a letter in it. The top row is P, R, C, N, D. The second row is Q, J, E, N, B. The third row is A, I, O, H, F. The fourth I interrupt row. you very quickly there, Ben. Mike, of are you course. writing this down? Yes, mate. Cool, because I'm not. <laughs> and, and, and Ben will be attaching um, a, a nice, clean copy of this for our listeners in the show notes. Of course, of course. <laughs> the fourth uh, row is T-N-U-O-W. And the final row is Y-O-K-M-L. Yokmul. Interesting. 
Okay, so Allard, uh, Papa Romeo, Charlie, November, Delta, Quebec, Juliet, Echo, November, Bravo, Alpha, Indigo, uh, Oscar, yep. Hotel, Foxtrot, Tango, November, Uniform, Oscar, Whiskey, Yankee, Oscar, Kilo, Mike, Lima. Yes, and I do apologise. But actually, knowing Ben, he'll have described this grid, and then there'll be a key <laughs> hidden under a fucking plate. <laughs> <laughs> Alad, what do you reckon, mate? I mean, the cabinet's not locked. As you open the doors to the cabinet, you find yourselves falling into it. Whee! You black out momentarily, and when the uh, scene unfolds itself before you, you see sunshine and clear skies. There are fields of Vionetta. There's a (gasps) golden path lined with hedges bearing the ambassador's fruit. Before you is a very large tree. Vionetta is in Wolves' Vionetta. Absolutely, yes. I have a question. Go on. Why have I woken up without clothes? What have you done with them? <laughs> Sorry, Alex, that, that was me. <laughs> Can I sample some delicious Vionetta? Uh, unfortunately, you can't. You can't uh, get past the uh, the hedges. There was the fruit of the ambassadors as well. Yes. Can Can I go take a look at it? Can I pluck at said fruit? You can, you can. It appears to be wrapped in a foily gold leaf. Is it a Terry's chocolate orange? <laughs> it's a Ferrero Rocher. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, Ambassador, surely with these Ferrero Rocher, you're spoiling us, of course. <laughs> can we wander down the path? You can. Let's do that. When, As you, uh, you, you go a short distance down the, down the golden path and uh, you come to the tree. There's a small plaque that says, The Tree of Infinite Public Spending. Hey, it's a money tree. Fantastic. To the left of it, it looks very heavy with um, with notes sort of towering, not towering, um, weighing down the boughs of the tree. And to the right, there is also money, but uh, less so. On the left side, which looks heavier, there is a chess set set underneath the tree. And there is also a chess set to the right of the tree, which okay. is the one that's so- sort of less less laden. Um, there's also a metal ring that uh, that goes around the base of the tree. The chess set on the left, Ben... Are there any pieces on it? There are. Are the pieces mid-game or beginning of game? I suppose you would say that they were mid-game, although on closer inspection, they are all the same sort of purpley colour and are not a shape that you recognise for a chess set. They're all sort of cone-shaped. The uh, the chessboard itself, is it a yes. standard chessboard, or is it some sort of, I don't know, 5x5 five five grid? <laughs> um, no, it does look to be a standard 8x8. Eight eight. Bollocks. Darn it. Okay, can we inspect the chessboard on the right? It looks identical, apart from the number of pieces and the positions that they occupy. And are there by any chance less pieces on the right than there are on the left? Let me count. Uh, There are, yes. Some speedy counting, I'd already done it. (laughs) And colour-wise, are they the same? Identical. Also mid-game, but like I say, different arrangement. What are the placement of the um, the pieces on the on the left-hand side? By the way, absolutely adoring the not-at-all-heavy-handed public spending tree metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> on the left. The, the left was the lead in the side, wasn't it? Um, yes. So the position of the pieces on the left chest board are A1, A2, C2, D2, a3, B3, B2, D4, C4, A4. Uh, Prince. Can I? Sorry, Ben. Uh, yes. Is your so presumably your vertical axis is uh, alpha characters? Oh, sorry. Yes, I should have should have mentioned, shouldn't I? So it's it's um, the rows are lettered and the columns are numbered. So top left is A1. Bottom right is H8. Would be. <laughs> 
so the chessboard is eight by eight, but um, or h by eight. Um, <laughs> but there doesn't appear to be any pieces in the <laughs> additional. Uh, <laughs> it's all fine. It's board. all fine. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. Okay, and the chessboard on the right. What are the piece the piece locations on that one? They are on Alpha Two, Echo Two, Beta Five, um, yeah. Charlie Two. Alpha 4, Charlie 4, Delta 4, Charlie 3, Alpha 5. That is a really interesting order there, Ben. Oh, I like that. <laughs> what, what, why is that an interesting order? Oh, so, sorry. Uh, the order from my perspective is because you're not doing it sequentially in any direction, which almost makes me think there's an order to the pieces. However, I might be wrong with that. Can I? Am I able to lift up the pieces and take a look at them? Uh, no, they appear to be affixed. Bollocks. Cool. That's probably why the game's in progress and not finished. But I'm guessing Alan's got an idea. Yes. Can I? So the money on the tree is very laden on the left, isn't it? The notes. Yes. Can we take some of them and put them on the right-hand side? Uh, You can pluck them off, um, but unfortunately uh, you cannot reaffix them. Mm. We can pluck money off, you say? You can, yes. Alan, we're made, mate. Actually, hang on. What currency? currency? It's uh, (laughs) pound sterling. Oh, bollocks! (laughs) Oh, Christ. (laughs) So... The side that is heavily laden with money, the pieces read Prince John. Mm-hmm. But the right-hand side, which is less laden with cash, reads Robin Hood. Yes. So somehow we need to steal money from the rich to give it to the poor. I mean, take, not steal. <laughs> okay, so, Alad, you presumably did that by taking the position of those pieces against the grid that we found in the first office and then Correct. coding each piece position in the order that Ben gave them to us against yes. that matrix. You got gotcha. it. So, but I can t- we can take money off the left, but we can't reaffix it on the right. But we can make the rich poorer. Just take all the money. There was one element that um, I don't know if... I definitely mentioned it, but I don't know if you've missed. There was a metal ring around the base of the tree. There was. Can we lift can we the t- ring? Uh, you cannot. Can we take a look at the ring? Uh, you can take a look at the ring. There appears to be sort of lines etched um, from the tree outwards. And from what you presume is north, because there is a letter N there, sort of slightly underneath the ring, and a little uh, little arrow. So you assume it's north because there's an N. Now, ah, you said, and you said the ring was fixed at the bottom. Uh, it's a, Yes, you can't lift it. Oh, but we could potentially rotate it. Uh, you could, yes. Rotating the ring left and right, you can select uh, letters from the alphabet. Wait, what? There are other letters. Where do the letters come from? There are. So you, as you as you spin the um, the the ring goes over what looks like another kind of ring inside it, and the N changes to an O, changes to a whatever the next comes in the alphabet, um, all the way around back to A, and all the way around back to N. Okay. Oh, like one of those code wheels. Yeah. Mm. This is some 1990s DRM quality. <laughs> um, hmm. So we need to spell a word out. What if we set it to R? Uh, you set it to R, and the tile lights up. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, let's set it to O. You set it to O, <laughs> and the tile lights up. <laughs> To B. The same happens. To I. The same happens. To N. The same happens. To H. The same happens. To O. The same happens. Can we spin it around to go to O one more time, please? Uh, You can, and it lights up. Um, Can we spin it to the D? Can we spin (laughs) the D, please, Ben? (laughs) You can spin it to the D, and the D lights up. The, uh, The tree gives a bit of a shake, and a key falls out from its boughs. You have found the Minus Key of Giving. And you have solved my puzzle. <laughs> oh, dear. Well I like done. that. 
you make your way out of the delightful cabinet in a cabinet, uh, into the main cabinet room, and back out to the corridor. Were we in Narnia? I um I kind of presumed that uh, there would be some funky sort of it would be fun to have a yeah a, a Narnia esque thing inside the cabinet room. It was originally going to have like a faded um, rainbow kind of exploding out of it uh, from the good old days when things were funded properly, but <laughs> I couldn't quite work that in. We've been very kind to <laughs> Number Ten tonight, all things considered. We have. I, I genuinely expected us to be shitting on them nonstop. <laughs> I think we've been very diplomatic. Mm. It's almost like we know the brown shirts will be coming for us um, come <laughs> come November. So we take the keyville, the minus key of giving, and the reluctant key. We insert them into the whimsical padlocks at the gate at the end of the street and pop them off. And then we realise there's two unwhimsical padlocks, but it's fine because MI5 have left the keys in them again. Um, so we just open them. That's not a problem. And we pop them off as well. And we escape. And Woo! I think, on balance, we did it within the hour. Just. Hey. Easily. Well done, us. Especially because we had to have a little talk about which house Prime Ministers live in for a while. <laughs> and that took a lot of brain power. Very much. You mean a lot of Googling. So, thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. Tier as in top, not tier as in cry like a sad person. If you enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, we'd be obliged if you could pretty please leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook as it's a big old help in reaching new audiences. And I have a secret, secret goal to hit 10,000 listens before the end of the year. Um, The year of the podcast, not the year of the calendar. We love you long time, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. Tatty bye. Bye.